What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your life forward and get you kick-ass unstoppable. We're excited to be here tonight with you guys, Friday night, 5 p.m. Civic Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, the Unfiltered Experience is here for you guys, and we want you to take us with you. If you're watching right now, you're probably watching this on the live video cast. We want, us, we want you to take us with you, me and Scott. We want you guys to take us with you. So if you go to theunfilteredexperience.com, you can go there and you can find us we're on spotify we're on apple we're on amazon we're on any place that you get podcasts we would love for you to take us with you we have plenty and plenty plenty of shows and amazing guests that we've had on here that will change your perspective about your life increase your confidence increase your self-esteem get over your excuses and your tolerations and just have you living an unfiltered kick-ass life i'm christopher roush your no excuses coach and i'm joined here by my amazing but unfortunately sick friend uh, what's up how you doing brother yeah, you started the show you didn't let me do my smile yeah, I know you're like, hey, sure. let me do this, and I've just yeah. just clicked. So, the so essentially, so the uh, when you're looking at this and the snapshot, it's gonna be me going <laughs> instead of me going. I know I always love those 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 intro those intro things, and I found out like we have that like little second, like just before we say like when I click live and I'm like, oh, let's go. We have like a little second to say something smartassy. Oh, I, like, like, I watch our shows. I'm hey, like, I'll say like, let's go. Or, let's, let's you'd be like lip reading, like, hello, hello. Hi. Oh, we nice should be day. we should be puppeteers. There you go. So what are you guys eating? Oh, today? Jack Rose. What time are you guys gonna do dinner? Oh, oh wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> makes my cheeks hurt. Hey, my makes my cheeks hurt. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I gotta share something with you. Look at this. I can't I can't, I can't show it on, I don't have to show it on my right arm anymore because now I've got one on my left arm. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see. Let's see what it says. Unfold it. It says. You're only limited by the you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. And there's a WTW right underneath that, and that is for William T. White. He was my mentor. He was the guy that told me when I was 17 years old and a complete fuck up. Well, not a complete fuck up, but he's the one that told me, Christopher, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. And I've said that to myself, and it's the reason that I went from being that seventh grade homeless dropout to getting a master's degree, to having a successful corporate career, to having amazing relationships, to being a coach, to being a speaker, an author, and a podcaster, and all those things, because that man said something to me. And the thing that we want to get across to you tonight, guys tonight in this podcast and the show is that we're all getting older. And the fact is that we have to retain the opportunity to, to keep our focus on what's most important. And one of the things that's most important that we want to talk to you tonight is, you know, some of the lessons that Scott and I have learned in our um, multiple decades in this world. Um, I am actually going to be celebrating my 55th birthday on Monday, which I cannot believe. It blows my mind. I, I know I don't look it and I know I don't act it, but it's still kind of crazy when you sit there and think about, fuck, I was born in 1969. I'm talking to kids today that were born in 2000. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'd already been through a divorce. I'd already been through a five-year relationship. I'd already got a barrel, almost got my master's degree. It was crazy. And so when I think about this, this show, Scott, we titled it the fact that, um, you know, ego to authenticity, life lessons unveiled. And I know your birthday's coming up and we're both over 50. Let's talk about what we can do to inspire people to really kind of really, like it says, get out of the ego and get into our core spot. And you've done such a great job of teaching me about that and, and, and getting away from the monkey brain and the and the wired brain and getting more into our heart and getting more into that whisper, right? You know, we always hear those whispers like, don't turn right here, or, go here or do this. And like, where do we get that from? That intuition, that that gut feeling that we get that we so often ignore. And I think in my years, and I, I want to talk about this at length, I think in my years, one of the things that I realized that's the biggest lesson that I've learned 
is not to be in that egoic state, not to be in that external validation, thinking that, okay, if something outside of me takes place, then I'll be happy, then I'll be fulfilled, then I'll feel validated. The biggest, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life is to like realize that it's all within ourselves, the internal dialogue, the internal beliefs, the internal choices, everything in our life is really truly our choice. But sadly, so many people go through their life thinking they owe it to everybody else and they have to put everybody else first and all those things. What do you think, Scott? What do you think, you know, as you're, as you're getting older and you're seeing Kayla get growing up and, you know, and, um, you know, you're having your new experiences in your life and you're going through your things that you're talking about. What do you think are, are some of the lessons that you've learned in your life that, that you really want to talk about tonight? You know, we got somebody here, um, Guy Rolando. Um, he wrote a book on authenticity and the book that, um, and you know, the core whole, the whole point is, you know, becoming your authentic self. So that's really what we're talking about today. So maybe we should have brought him on Maybe you should jump on with us, yeah. but, um, yeah, the most important thing we've got to do is figure out what it means to become authentic. And that really is learning to listen to your intuition. I'm going to give you guys a really simple tip. When you can have the clearest connection to your intuition is when you're present. That's it. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you the easiest tip to get present. I was just going to say, how do we get present, Scott? <laughs> I'm going to give you the I've easiest tip. Me 50 fucking years to get here. Well, well, okay. I'm going to give you the easiest tip to become present really quickly. Ask yourself, am I present? Yeah. While you're asking yourself, am I present? You just became present. Now, sustaining that is a little bit different. So if you want to get present, just say, am I present? And in that one moment, you are present. So here's the thing. There's three spaces we can be in in all of existence. We can be in past, present, or future. We're in the past and we're listening to, you know, if I can only be like that again, if I only could go back to that point, um, why did I let that person go? Why did I quit that job? That's going to bring about depression. So we don't want to go to that space because we'll end up becoming depressed. And think of what happens if there's this beautiful magnet and all the strength is right here, the connectivity to source, the connectivity to being your authentic self. When I drift over here, I lose that magnetism. And the other direction, I end up going into the future. And what do I do? As soon as I buy the house, as soon as we get married, as soon as we make a million dollars, as soon, you know, all the crap that we come up with and guess what happens? Then I'm filled with anxiety. So both of these pull me off of that um, track for my authentic self. And my authentic self is actually easier to find than you'd ever believe. Yeah. It's just coming to present moment. It really is just coming to present moment. And Chris, you brought up some good points. Why is it I have to do this for this person? I have to do this for this person. Because we've been trained to be in the past and the future because our identity was spoon fed to us. Yeah. Do this, Scott. Go to first grade. Go to second grade. A man should do this. This is how people in our religion behave this is how people from boston behave and you just start to buy into it and you start to feel really inauthentic because you're like well how am i gonna be like that well i'm not being like that and we're back and forth the and comparison any, the comparison starts to kill us yeah and and so here's here's the issue and we could talk about this the whole time if you want it's that subconscious mind because the subconscious mind has been created to make sure that we have limits so it's protecting us it's it's a good thing don't put my hand in fire. Don't play with a saber tooth tiger. Don't shoot myself in the face. All kinds of things that like, don't do that. But here's the deal. Now those limits go to things like, don't go for the job. Don't talk to the girl. You know, yeah. don't try the new food. When it's like, wait a minute, this was meant to protect me, not to take away my growth. And that's where we're getting stuck. So my first thing is, whatever you need to do, practice coming to present moment. There's a million tools we could talk about, mindfulness techniques, breath work, meditation. Um, I call them alpha breaks. Anytime we kick into laughter, we do something that we truly enjoy for a moment. We're out of beta and we get into 
that um, present moment. So mm -hmm. that's the summary. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Does that make yeah, sense? I love that. I love that. I I'm just trying to, to come out of my sickness and get clear in present dude, moment. Get, get clear for 60 minutes, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, Guy Berlando, thanks. He says, thanks for the shout out. The title of your show had me tune in. So important. Thank you, Guy. Appreciate you, brother. We got um, Uzman Uz, Uz, Saw. Thank you very much. Uh, says, hello, everyone. It's Uz. From thank our, you. Thank you. Thank you. We got Jacqueline in the house saying, have a good weekend. Christopher and Scott sending much love, peace and love. Thank you, Jacqueline. Got Robert Broker in the house saying, hey, Jacqueline, Christopher, Steve and Scott. Uh, appreciate you being here, guys. Yeah, to your point, Scott, I mean, I, I, I wrote this down. And it's so funny. I, I will share this with you. I, I we don't script the show. We just we we sit there. And don't we don't even talk about it. We We're, show up <laughs> in, on the sticky note right here. As I've shared on the show, I quit drinking nearly four months ago. So on the 28th of, I think I wrote it down the 28th of October, I, I actually wrote it down on the 28th of October. I decided to quit drinking and I've quit drinking before many times in my life, but I've always given myself an end date. Well, I'm going to quit for two months, 75 days, whatever it might be. It's never been an issue, never been a problem. But late last year in October, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, thinking about priorities. And I think that's one thing that we really got to get across to people tonight is like, what is the prior, not priorities, not the plural. As we get older, I believe that those priorities become narrower, right? Like you said before, Scott, you know, when we're mm -hmm. kids, we're sold the bill of goods, like go to school, get good grades, go to college, find the person, get married, have a family, send the kids to college, go in debt, you know, pay off the debt and some someday, someday retire. And we think that there's this panacea at the end of the rainbow that we're going to all get to retire. We're all going to have so much money and we're going to have this endless health and we're going to be able to do, you know, enjoy that. But as we all know from the people that we've seen in our lives, we've seen our parents, our grandparents, they work seven days a week. They work 365 days a year. They worked and they worked and they died. And did they really ever enjoy their life? So I think it's important for us to sit there and hone in on that priority. And for me, that priority was like, okay, what's the most important aspect of my life? And how often do we really sit down there and ask ourselves that thing? You know, it's to survive. It's this, that for me at my stage of my life, it's to live longer. Right. And I'm going to be 55. We do the average life expectancy. We've talked about on the show, 72 years old, do the math. I mean, how many, and that may seem like, okay, Chris, you got 20 years, but at the same time, when you think about it in terms of, you know, 20 summers, right. And we talk about, okay, 20, like 20 summers, like all that stuff goes by faster. But also the, the, the thing of it is, as we get older and we, our bodies get older, I'm starting to feel it. You're starting to look it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the big bag starting to develop under my eye and I can see where that's going to head up. And I see the, the gray, more gray. And, um, and it scares me. But when I thought about that priority, it's to be here for Jackson. Like my mm -hmm. ultimate, my ultimate, my ultimate goal is to change the world and do all these things. But ultimately my biggest fear and my concern is not being here for Jackson. So I have to be in alignment. I have to be congruent with the fact I need to be here longer. And that's why I quit drinking. Cause I was like I'm sitting here pouring and I could drink a lot of alcohol. You've seen me. I can drink a lot of alcohol. I'll be totally fine. But what is that doing to my organs? What is that doing to my liver? And really is that congruency? And what I'm saying is the most important thing to do. Now I'm still doing this thinking, oh, I'll be fine. I'm good. I work out. I do all these things, you know, all these excuses. But then one day, perhaps that leverage can come into play and say, oh, my God, you know, Mr. Roush, you have liver cancer. Oh, my God. You know. And if I look back on my life, would I be happy with those decisions? And I think that's the thing that we got to get clear to people right now is proactively see your future in the situation that you're doing right now and ask yourself, when will you have had enough? Right. And I can see myself sitting in the doctor's office saying, Christopher Roush, I'm sorry, but you have liver cancer. There's nothing we can do. In that moment, even in visualizing in my mind's eye, I could feel myself crying. I could feel myself, oh my God, I let my, the first thing that came to my mind in my mind as I did that is I let my son down. And that for me is like the biggest thing. And so the lesson that I've learned in my life is like, you know, like you said, to be present, 
but to have that priority, but to have that singular focus in a way that is so directed at what your legacy is that you're leaving and the reason that why you're here so that you can get motivated and get up during those days that you don't want to, to do things. Right. And I think that, you know, we've all been on that quest to get more because we think if we get more, we'll feel better and we'll have the validation and then all that other stuff. We play the, oh, if, you know, when I have this, then I'll be happy. What do you think about that, Scott? What do you think about that that singularity and, and focus and, and, and priority and being able to, like, you know, take care of ourselves first? Yeah, I mean, we say it all the time. I mean, self-discipline is the, you know, the foundation for self-love and then self-love oh, is, is the ultimate so if we're not loving ourselves and doing the things to be the best version of ourselves, then we can't truly be, be there for other people. That doesn't mean no one's going to love you and doesn't mean you can't love somebody else. You just can't do it to the full extent of your capacity. So one thing I've been thinking about that actually fits in nicely to the show is I always do, you know, I do these micro macro things and I start thinking of like, if the heart functions this way, how do we function? If the universe functions this way, like I'm always thinking of big stuff. And I thought of something really simple that really resonated with me. And I've actually haven't spoken it out yet. Just been in my my little brain. Um, breaking news. Was, <laughs> breaking news. But I was thinking of this. So the first thing that we're supposed to be doing on this planet is loving ourselves enough to create the clarity to source, to God, to universe, so that we can access our brilliance. That's coming to present moment. But then what do we do? So here I am. Um, I've, I'm very clear. I'm in the present moment. And it's great. I feel, whoa, I'm very lucid. I feel fully grateful. Okay, what do I do now? What do I do with this lucidity with this beautiful brilliance that I want to share? I want to connect, right? And I was thinking of like, imagine like a heart cell or a lung cell or a skin cell. Right. What if they're all disconnected? What if like nothing came together? Then it doesn't become the whole organ or the whole body. And so I think what's happening in the world right now, and this is just a just quick thought, is there's chaos and so there's dysfunction and that chaos is very intentional as we're waking up we're going wait i'm not a solo organism just supposed to be here to light up i'm supposed to light up and connect mm -hmm. and so we're seeing at first what we see is disconnection because there's this frustration and there's like what am i what am i supposed to be doing and as we come back to the realization in the present moment when i find my brilliance then i want to connect so i feel like your drive to be there for Jackson or be there for people, um, I would still come back and say, go to the heart of that. And just, you know, I don't want to say something like this. What if Jackson wasn't here? What if Kayla wasn't here? What if Kim right. wasn't here? What if Barb wasn't here? Do it for you. True. Just then get super excited about that connection. Um, not just Jackson, but to everybody. Because once you've got a gift and we're focused in that present moment, then the, the game of life is to share it, to stay connected. That's how the heart keeps pumping. That's how the lung keeps letting the oxygen and out the skin holds us together. And I think we've forgotten that collectively. So I would say the big thing is, as we're growing up, love the self enough, yourself enough, have the self-discipline. Gratitude is the foundation of present moment and mm -hmm. love yourself so much that you can go out and connect and start connecting again. COVID gave us an opportunity to disconnect and start right. to love the self. Right. Reconnect with self. Yeah, but not everyone stepped back in and then said, ah, I found my brilliance. Now let's connect. A lot of people have stayed disconnected. And I think that's fear-based and disillusion. And so why don't we all try to step up and reconnect with somebody to bring them back to this beautiful organism of humanity? Because we're, we're, we're better than we think. We're better yeah. off than we think. I sit here and I watch the disconnect. The disconnect is very temporary. It's just an awakening. Right. But a little still, nudge, a little watch. nudge. 
it's a little nudge. It's hard to watch. We've got war. We got all kinds of horrible things happening. They're, they're very temporary on the way back to to oneness. Mm-hmm. So I'm not cool with it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I understand the process. So I'm part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, Scott. And I and I think what you're saying is is spot on. And I think the word that comes to to mind, and you talk about this in your program, is fear. Right? And you said fear. So like, you know, so many people are afraid to confront the truth. And I think that's one of the the key components of this discussion tonight is that honest awareness of where am I at my life? Where am I truly at today in my life? So oftentimes we're just in survival mode. I got to survive. I got to survive. I got to survive. I got to make the money. I got to do this. I got to do this. I'll think about that one day. I'll think about that later. I think about that later. I think about that later. I'm in survivor mode. How can we get people to, to, to truly stop? Number one, they got to stop and they got to be, you know, we talk about the, the, the awareness, the acceptance and the action where, how do we get people to stop and, and get over the excuse? It's going to be hard, right? You know, cause so many times I hear every single day, but Chris, it's going to be hard, but Chris, it's going to be hard, but Chris, it's going to be hard. Yes. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. Whatever it is, wherever you're in your life, if you haven't been honest with yourself about your relationships and about your work and about your health and about the choices that you're making, yeah, it's going to suck. But on the other side of that suck, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, every single person who's ever gone through recovery has stepped on the other side of things and went, wow, I'm so glad I did that. They went through that that horrible experience to get stronger in order, like we talk about on the show, the hero's journey. But being able to like, like figure out how to get ourselves in a spot where that honesty doesn't hurt. Like we, we actually look at it as, okay, yeah, it's going to suck. But on the other side of that, it's for my greater healing. And instead of running to my short-term gratification, instead of running away from everything, thinking that I'll make it better by the little band-aids, thinking that I'll make my life better because I get to take a vacation and run away from it. What can we do to get people to create the life now that they don't have to run away from? Because I think so many, so many times we get there and we think we're going to get away from it. We never do. It's right here and it's right now. We're talking about the present. How can we get people to be more honest with themselves? It doesn't even have to suck. Suck is an illusion too. Like watch, I'm going to give you, you know, I always have an analogy for everything I come, come up with. So watch this. So first and foremost, if you want to be a magnet for success, the only time you're magnetic to source, to the ultimate creator, to that which put you here that you're deeply connected to is in present moment. So right. this is what it's going to look like. Have you ever heard a story of somebody telling you their top of the mountain story, how they got there? They didn't start at the top of the mountain. They didn't start two thirds of the way up the mountain. They started down the valley. So this is what this is what it is right now. You're a quarter way up the mountain right now, but your your vehicle is a dirt bike. You put it into neutral and you start rolling backwards. That scares the shit out of you. You say, I'm trying to get up the mountain. And then you quit because you say you were rolling backwards. So now you're further along. All you were doing was kickstarting that thing. You're about to take off up the mountain. But you didn't do one thing. Ted Lasso says it. Every religion says it. You didn't believe. You had no faith in self. You had no faith in the vehicle. But if you were in present moment and aligned to source, what do you think would have happened? You would have known that little temporary step back is you just getting a little bit of of readiness, a little bit of your kickstart to just haul ass up that mountain. Mm -hmm. But you didn't believe in it. And so every time we take that breath and go, I'm ready to go, there's this little kind of movement backwards. And we don't like that as humans, but I guarantee you, you're getting ready to be slingshotted up, just take off up that mountain to the top. And I won't say this. I'm not going to say it would have been a smooth ride. You're on a dirt bike. You're hitting some bumps. Mm. You're, oh, I almost got hurt. But it's fun. Yeah. It's fun because it's real. It's honest. It's it's challenging. Challenge is a good word. It's not mm-hmm. hard. Challenging. When I skin my knee and I'm bleeding, I don't think, oh, my God, this hurts. I think. Holy crap, I got a really tough body because that was a big rock. Yeah. And I'm still going. 
And I think it's funny, and maybe I'm crazy, but listening, you know, guys said the same thing. It, it's belief, faith, whatever you lean into to trust that source is God, universe, creator, doesn't matter. But you need to identify with that and connect with that when you come to present moment and know that's your fuel to get up that mountain. Because that mountain is not insurmountable. That mountain is put there for us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that, that simple. I mean, I know like people are sitting here and going, this is what, and if anybody's doing this right now, sit and ask why. Mm -hmm. Easy for you to say you're different than me. Oh, I wish my mind was like yours. Oh, yeah. you think different. Oh, if I can only be like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Time out. This is the whole thing. Taking the all the responsibility away. <laughs> you're, you're if I were like you, say, then I could do it. But now I can't because yeah, I'm not like you. It's bullshit. You're trying to say someone else is different. Here's the reality. There's no yeah, one on this it. planet. There's no one on this planet that's more afraid when jumping off a cliff or getting in a fight or doing something stupid. Right when I go to those points, the first thing I do is go, what is wrong with me? And then I just jump. And yep. everyone goes, man, you're so brave. You're so crazy. No. You just flinch, and so you think I'm nuts. I feel all the fear you do. I just choose this thing. I just choose love. I go, I go. I love myself enough to live this life, and I'm getting in the air. And everyone's like, man, you know, how am I, how can I be like you? Chris says it all the time. Just jump. The, the jump. slogan for the show was jump into it. Jump into Literally, it. We, we talked about that for hours on end, and we're like, bro, it's got to be jump into it. People got to take that step. And yeah. that's it. You're scared? Shut up and jump into it. I don't even want to hear any discussion. You, as soon as you say I'm scared, I want to push you, jump into it, and you're going to figure true. it out. Yeah. I mean, that's why we tell people to get uncomfortable once a week. Like when you think yeah. about it, when is it that you've learned the most? When is it you've grown the most? When you got out of your comfort zone, when it got real uncomfortable, that's how you're able yeah. to speak in front of people. And we're, we're both speakers to be able to speak in front of lots of people. We go out there and do that. We take that imperfect action. We jump like Steve Harvey talks about in the video so eloquently. So many times that we talked about it earlier, the, the fact of the comparison, right? Oh, they're doing this and they're doing this. And I really like to be able to do this and da, 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 da. Those people have taken the chance. Those people have risked losing their house. Those people have risked, you know, their health by doing these things. They've taken that jump. They're out there living life. And I think the difference between the people who've jumped and the people who haven't jumped is those people are living their life. They are doing the things that they need to be doing and going out there, taking those risks, getting those bumps and those scrapes, and they're experiencing life. And they're growing from each one of those experiences because I tell people that I am here today because literally when I talk about being unstoppable and I talk about being no excuses, I took imperfect action all the time. I still take it today. Every single, like I'm still doing stuff that takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm driving a fucking 40 foot bus, you know, right now. Well, we'll talk about that story some other time. Uh -huh. um, I, that's my first little leak to that little thing I'm going to talk about one of these days. Um, you know, when you get yourself out of your comfort zone, what does it cause you to do? It causes you to use different neural pathways in your brain. It causes you to go into that, that resource mode. Like, what do I need to do to be resourceful? What do I, I'm going to figure this shit out. When you guys think about all the stuff that you've been through in your life, you figured it the fuck out. You, you didn't know how you were going to do it. If somebody told you you were going to go through those things before you did it, you said, I wouldn't be able to go through it, but you did it. You did it. And I've seen thousands of people always do it. It's about that belief. Like I said, I mean, literally they're on it's that's why the word is on one of on my bracelets that I sell. Man, I, I think, there. yeah, I think the problem is the fact that again, going back to that egoic situation that, you know, we're taught, you know, we talk about the conditioning process from zero to five age years old. So many beliefs are put into our brain. And then the, that that causes us to have that that dysfunction because our soul and our heart tell us that we're supposed to be here doing these things and sharing our gifts and loving and including all people. But somewhere everything gets distorted by the lens of ego, by, oh, no, you got to be compared to these people. you got to be like this. And I think the power in what it is that we can share with people tonight is the fact that when you get clear on who you are, 
right? And you get clear on your values. What do I value? What do I respect? What am I, what, what, what did I sign up to do? And in your life right now, if you're in a situation that you're not happy and you're not comfortable and you're not living that single priority, ask yourself, when will you have had enough? Right. Because we all get to those breaking points, Scott. We all get to those breaking points where the validation of the ego no longer becomes the primary source of enjoyment. And for that, I wonder for you, and I, I know we've talked about these different stories. So from your brain right now, when you think about your path and you think about the Skagway that's that's here with us right now and all the lessons that you learned, when was that point really that that caused you to, to really question the egoic validation versus the intrinsic, you know, ability to go love now? You know, if I mean, how was that for you? Because I, I was thinking about this in the conversation for me tonight. Like, where did I, where did my ego kind of, where did I sit there and say, okay, that's not as important. I need to go investigate this other stuff. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it's um, it's honestly not clean cut. Um, there's a there's the kick to the face, you know, moment where like I've, I've told the story a million times, so I won't share it in too much detail again. But I'm in sales, I'm making a bunch of money. One day, I'm like, oh my god, I have everything I want. I have the money, the car, the woman, everything's great. My life, I got a house, everything's great, and I feel miserable. And I just felt empty. So I was like, I had been chasing so much do, do, do stuff. The B moments, they didn't feel good because everything was external. I was chasing everything from something outside. I didn't know how to find joy in the inside. So that was the kickstart of it. But then I didn't know how to find joy in my own. I didn't know how to find a beautiful meaning in my own existence through anything else but stuff, you know, acquiring things or, or you know, winning or it was all chasing something. So I just had this conversation today. I was playing basketball with this guy and we were both laughing. We go, you know what? Our wives go out dancing and that's their thing. They love the beauty of the dance. And this is our dance. Like when, when my buddy Raheem moves this way and he set a pick this way and he cut to the hoop and I threw that perfect bounce pass and he lays it in. We're all like, Ooh, that felt good. Like yeah, it's, just, it's just really nice yeah. because what we just said earlier, once you love yourself enough to find the brilliance connection, it's, it's, it's men dancing together saying, we don't need to be tough. We don't need to do anything. We're just being. And it's just like, and then afterwards, like, hey, you have a good week. Oh, you guys have a great weekend. And I just feel really like, man, this is living right here. Like, I don't need, and normally I would have wanted to kill everyone in the court, not normally, <laughs> back when, kill yeah. everyone in the court, go and party my ass off, drink more than the next guy, go crazy. And now I'm like, man, I just want to do that. Come home. I'm going to have one beer with you, have a nice dinner with the wife. And I'm like, I feel good. Like, I feel real good. Yeah. And that's, that's so for me, it took, I realized it, made stupid mistakes doing and chasing again, came back to center, realized it. But there was a gray area where I was in the shift, even though I had the awareness and realization, it took me time to really fully embody the understanding that I can create my own joy. And it's it's a it's a me job. It's an inside job. And so I won't tell everybody it's easy. It's challenging. It's part of that uphill climb in the mountain. But I'll say this. Every time you do it and you feel that you created the joy within you in any present moment, you're like, wait a minute. I just accessed what? The divine within you. So right. I'm not looking for divinity or some high out here. I'm like, wait a minute. It's in me in this present moment, not in the past, not in the future. So wherever I am, I am there. And that's it. I am there. And it feels damn good. And I mm -hmm. will say this, too. I want to be honest. There's days I slip out of it and I get caught back in the matrix and I'm feeling shitty. And I'm like, I preach this. I teach this. I get it. How did I slide back into here? And here's the thing. Chris said it earlier. Just be aware. Just come back and say, I am my presence. No, I wasn't. I was doing that future crap. I was going on to something <laughs> yesterday. 
and and just come back into it. And there's nothing wrong. Give yourself grace to make those slip ups. There's nothing wrong with it. It truly is. And, 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 and the word I think that we, we keep using tonight is connection. I think that beautiful part is that connection to self first, which I think mm. we deny. Um, you know, chances are, you know, some of the people listening here tonight are, are dealing with guilt. They're dealing with shame. They're dealing with embarrassment. They're dealing with, you know, needing to apologize for stuff and, and, and feeling, you know, feeling like they betrayed themselves. I think sure. first and foremost, that connection to self is so important to be able to say, you know, I know who I am. Right. I know who I am and I love myself and I'm not having to put on pretending to be somebody else in order to get that egoic validation. When we let that go, right, that need, oh, I got to impress this person. I got to impress this person. I got to look right for this person. I got to say that that's exhausting. Yeah, that is fucking exhausting. No wonder we run from our life because we're pretending to be somebody we're not in order to get these things in order to supposedly feel better. But on my path and my journey, when I was a student Thai speaker, I was out there successful, saying all the right things, doing the hand poses and everything. But I came off that 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 one speaking event and I looked around the room and I'm like, we're all fucking wearing dark suits. We all you got a yellow tie or a red tie, well, shiny shoes. And yeah, but we're all different people. And I mm -hmm. thought about that. And that's when I really got serious in 2012, 2013, right around there um, and said, you know, what would life be like if I just was Chris? Like if I, if I stopped running away from, from my fears, if I stopped running away from my excuses, if I stopped trying to be somebody I wasn't in order to gain the things that I thought I needed to be complete, right? What would it, what would life feel like if I was just Chris, if I didn't have to put on any errors anymore, if I could still just be who I am, how much simpler would life be? And we talked to, you said that before, keep it simple. And that's one of the things I wrote down and thinking about the notes for tonight is we complicate life so much. That we're so inundated with all the things and the people and the things we have to do and be and all the things we have to do that we never get to really enjoy life. We never get to really enjoy being who we are. And I think yeah. that's one of life's greatest catastrophes is that all of us are here with these amazing gifts that we were born with, the love, you know, the love to the, the desire to contribute, the desire for community. And we, we're all distorted from that. But once you get older, you kind of realize that we all go back to that. And that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all walking each other home. We've said that here on the show and then we're all going mm -hmm. back to source. So I think that one of the things that we can help people really be, be focused on is keeping that shit simple. Like if your life is so overcomplicated, ask yourself why, like, why is my life so complicated? Why do I have to have so many things going on? What things do I, can I let go of? Because when you let go of that and you get truly honest with yourself and you get that authentic feeling where like you're just being congruent and you don't have to apologize for yourself. And like, you know, I know I talk in circles sometimes. I know I forget shit that I'm going to say. I know I have all my little weird idiosyncrasies, but you love me. Lee loves all the right people love me. I don't need to be worried about that. I don't need to hide from that. I need to just share my gift with other people. And when you get that authentic, you get, you feel authentic, you feel congruent, you go to bed at night, you feel better, you wake up feeling better. And when you get out of that egoic state, you find that, you know, the moments where you're watching your kid laugh or you're, you're, you're realizing that you're watching a movie that's being beamed from outer space. You, when you're enjoying a good meal, when you're seeing a beautiful sunrise, those are the things that really matter the most. And those are the things that we take for granted because when you get to the end of your journey, how many, how many times do people dying want to go back and relive their work life? And how many people, they want to spend time with family. They want to connect with family. They want to know that they had a purpose, that they're leaving their legacy here. And I think that's one of the big things that we convey to people tonight is, is, is getting just truly in touch with yourself. And I think the biggest aspect of that, and that's my question for you, Scott, is in your, in your, your path of authenticity and becoming Scott and becoming who you are, what was the biggest challenge in that? Was it people? Was it your mindset? Was it, what was that biggest challenge for you and how did you overcome it? So I'll share something, and I've said this a bunch of times, and I also want to thank um, Guy. He's got his wife, Elka. She's listening, too. Super cool. 
Um, it's fun to have new people listening. And Guy and Ooze were both at a mentor retreat we did in um, Colorado. And we were really like just everyone was themselves. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that we do a good job of is breaking down and just saying, um, you know, everyone's accepted here. Super safe space. Even though safe space gets mocked, um, we did yeah. all that. Um, but to bring that back to the present moment. So one of the things that I think we should all think about is this, and this is where one of the roadblocks come in. And you just said it, you said people want to come back from the dead if they did, and they want to relive time with family and those people who are important. But what about this? What about if we don't have any breakdown between work, play and practice of spirituality, like James Mishner? Oh um, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so, so seriously. So remember that poem, oh I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher the poem, but it's called the master and the art of living. And you guys can look it up. Yep. And in essence, it says the master in the art of living, the summary of it is mastering the art of living makes little distinction between work, play and practice of spirituality. To him, it was all one and the same. And that's the summary. So imagine that when I go from work to home, let's say work is my thing. And I just love work because that's where I think I'm expressing my brilliance. And I go home and I feel miserable and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go home. Or let's say it's the other way around. Oh, I got to go to work or, oh, I got to go to church or whatever your thing is. If you're saying to any part of your life, oh, crap, I have to do this. So there's a shift and it's not the authentic you and every part of that, then reevaluate what you're doing with family at work with spirituality. It should be seamless. So when you look back and you're saying from, you know, passing on and you go, it should it should just be one giant play. It should be yeah. me showing up authentically. So my work should be just as validating as my family. My family should my spirituality. Wherever I am, if I'm authentic, there should be no delineation. So right. when I'm sitting here with you right now, this is great. When I'm going to go hang out with Kim and Kayla, that's great. Tomorrow when I play basketball, it's great. When I'm teaching class, it's great. Like, it's just a place where I'm honestly connecting to my brilliance and connecting. Yeah. And so if I'm not connecting because I'm inauthentic, that's where those regrets are coming from. It's not really the place. It's, it's how we're interacting in that space. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, 100%. No, no, totally. It, it, I mean, it's about being intentional, right? Yeah. Having that intention, having that intention to be like, okay, I don't have, like I said before, we don't have to have a life that we need to run away from, right? There should be, there should be that flow. 100%. And and I know a lot of people out there, but Chris, you don't understand. Scott, you don't understand. But yes, of course, every situation is different and you, whatever your situation is unique. Of course, it has taken you whatever, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it is that you guys have been in that situation. So look at it this, right? When we were kids, we had a sense of curiosity. We had a sense of adventure. Why not look at the next three to five years of your life as a sense of adventure? Like, okay, I've, I've fucked myself over up until this point. I'm not healthy. I'm not in great relationship. I'm not in the job I want to be in. Whatever it might be for you guys, get serious, get honest with yourself, and then make a determination like, wow, you know, everything in my past has prepared me for what's happening right now. And everything that's happening right now is preparing me for what's happening next. What would happen if I developed that curiosity and that sense of adventure and, and that, and that understanding and that appreciation that, yeah, shit's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult and it's going to suck. But what would life look like and feel like three to five years down the road? Right. You know, proactively envision that. Like I just was working with somebody the other day and they're in a shitty relationship. Like I said, I said, what would life feel like if you had a man in your life that really, truly loved you, that respected you, that, that da, da, da. She goes, oh my, and her physiology and everything changed about it. And I said, do you get that right now from your relationship? She's like, no, she goes absolutely the opposite. And I said, okay, how long are you going to continue to allow that to happen? How long are you going to continue to set that example for your kids? I'm assuming you have kids. Right. And when I said that, she was like, 
And I said, yeah, you're telling your kids right now that it's okay to stay in a miserable relationship, stay in a miserable job, be miserable. So every Friday night you can have a couple of drinks and go out and party or watch a football game. Is that what, is that what you want your kids to grow up and understand that that's okay, that that's acceptable. And that's where she got that thing. I was like, okay, wow. So you got to switch that. So go through the shit, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to suck. But on the other side of it, that you are going to find amazing situations. I've had so many people go through divorces at 25 year marriages, three or four years later, find somebody like, oh my God, I wish I would have done that 20 years ago. I knew 20 years ago I was miserable, but I stayed together for the kids. Don't stay together for the kids, ladies and gentlemen, because the kids get older and they tell you later on and go, yeah, I knew you and mom and dad were, were uh, upset and I knew you guys hated each other. And guess what? In the relationships I've had, I have had the same relationships because that's what you guys said as an example. So I think for people, what we can tell people tonight is the fact that when you find that connection to source and find that connection to self and that find that ability to have that bigger, deeper meaning in life, that it's pretty incredible what it is that you can achieve. Um, yeah. we, we got, uh, oh, hey, what's, oh, this is funny. This is cool. We got, uh, we got the Berlandos watching. Um, uh, Elk says here, uh, we have the honor and the privilege to be here with you. you. Guy and, oh, guy and my date night. Oh, I just, nice thank you guys for being here. I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, most definitely. Um, we got Mark Cox in the house. He was just on my Tuesday night show. The, the uh, on yeah, he was on there. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, you just did that whole thing and I had something to say and then my mind went somewhere else. Um, <laughs> hold on. What was the last thing you said? That. That's what my mind did in the yeah, middle well, of all that. What was the last thing you said before you, um, were chatting with them? Cause I actually just went down the road. I was actually picturing guy and Elka looking out the snow coming down. Then I went to Mark's show. So come back to what you said before that, because my ADHD brain just... Uh, I'm going to have to go back and rewind the process. Um, no, I was just talking about the fact of... Um, let me think what was that? Was I had it because I, I, I started off saying something. I'm looking at my notes too. So I'm like realizing yeah. all the different things that are... That, yeah. You know, no, that my brain went to the place. truthfulness, right? You know, just being honest and truthful with ourselves and realizing that, yeah, the, the, that it's going to suck. Right. I've been in so many situations. I've already been through a divorce. I went through a long term relationship that I had to break off. I've had amazing best friends that I've had to let go of my life. I've had I've had so many different situations in those processes. And, and when I made that tough decision to choose myself first, yeah. that's when that's when things change. That's when the vibrational frequency and things started ripple affecting change and differently. And I think that's what the, that I'm trying to say is that like when you start taking yourself seriously, guys, and you start loving yourself and you stop tolerating the bullshit in your life. And you realize that the, the the beauty in life is in the moments because we don't know if we're going to live tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. You could die in 10 minutes right now. So the point we're trying to say is to live in the moment right now, love yourself, appreciate yourself and surround yourself with the right people, the people yeah. that want the best for you. Yeah. Right. So, so I know what I was going to share with you. And then this is something that's definitely everybody needs to hear. I was trying to back it up and simplify the heck out of them of a deep message, but just think of this. And I know this sounds crazy and we've heard it in some time in cliche form or we hear it in some book or like, Oh, that makes sense, but we don't really process it. Let's process this lesson right this second. So the world is a world of mirrors. So if I'm sitting here and I'm with somebody who treats me less than, what's happening? Mm -hmm. I value myself less than. It's the end yeah. of the story because the world as created is lining you up with individuals. It's just a mirror back to you. So if right now I'm like, oh, my friends suck. Well, the vibrational frequency that I'm at right now is one of suck. I'm not enough. I don't feel good about myself. I don't believe in myself. So Amara is going to show up to me. That's the end of the story, like right there. So this is where it can get difficult, though. Let's say I'm at a lower vibrational frequency. I marry somebody who also doesn't value me because I don't value me. Well, we can try mm -hmm. to get out of that together. But if that person is not in growth mode simultaneously and we both don't 
then you've got to make decisions. But if you're going to elevate, it's a solo game. Um, I hate to yeah. say that, but you come into this world, you leave in this world. So in your elevation, some people are going to drift out from your world and you're going to sit here and feel very alone and listen to anybody who really kind of goes through that dark night of the soul, that transition, yeah. that shift, that ascension, that, you know, breaking free from the matrix, whatever you want to call it. When you go through that, there's an alone time that is super necessary because you have to stop for a minute and just realize, who am I? Yeah. And in that, who am I? You start to recall your brilliance. You come to center. You can get into the present moment. Usually you're being yanked into past and future. But the minute you sit here and realize uh, this is a world of mirrors, then you can come back in at your up level frequency, wherever you go up to that, that, ex, that next up level. And you can go back into the world of mirrors then you'll know how to do it more quickly next time that you're going to up level. So next time you up level, it's more of a, it's almost like pressing the elevator button going up instead of running up the escalator. It's a little more easy, but right. each time you up level, it just becomes part of the process for me, like where I'm at right now, the up leveling, sometimes I don't even notice until after sometimes they're hard. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in a space where I'm like, Ooh, I have to remove myself from this person. I have to leave this group or maybe get fired from something. Something happens that shifts you. But just accept the move and move up. Um, that's pretty much the important thing. If, if you really start to conceptualize we're in a world of mirrors, even if that sounds batshit crazy, <sighs> just ask yourself from time to time, could this be reality? And are these people just reflections of my own belief of self? And I promise you, the more you start to think of it, the more you're going to go, I don't like this, but it's pretty damn true. And then to get out of it start loving the self more and get into present moment and value yourself. That simple guy wrote mm -hmm. something pretty long. What do you get ready right there? What yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to grab that here right now. He says the master in the art of living mm -hmm. makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisures, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which he simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing to him. He is always doing both. James Michener, I believe it is. I, it's funny guy. Thank you for doing that. Actually, while uh, Scott was talking, I went back and I got, and I got the quote and I was going to actually talk about mm -hmm. that. So that was, that was, I was hoping you had said that as well. I mean, it is, it is so perfect. I mean, it really is, um, is, is, is doing that. And I think the, you know, one of the important things that to, to, to think about is the fact that when you surround yourself with the right people, Right. When I think about the people that I have left behind and I hate to say it that way, but you know, when I went back to, was going to get my GED and all my friends were like, Oh, Mr. Smarty pants is going back to school. And then especially when I went to college, like, Oh, Mr. Smarty pants is a college student. He's, he got, he's got to do his homework and all these, I'm like, they just were constant about it. They weren't even kidding about it. Then I was thinking like, where is this coming from? Like, Oh, cause you guys are fuck ups. You guys are seeing me get out of that fuck up space. And now you're, you're like, you said the mirror thing. And that's why they sat there and had to attack and blame and everything else, because they really should have been pointing the figure back at themselves. And unfortunately when I reunited with some of those people, um, probably about 10 or 15 years ago, I mean, this is, we're talking 30, 40 years ago now. I mean, at least 30 years ago. Um, a lot of those people, a few of them wound up in jail. A few of them wound up dead. Right. So we're, we, we, we said it here on the show, we're like the five people we're on the most. And I think about my journey, Scott, and as I continue to level up and as I continue to, to, to allow myself to flow into the areas that I'm uncomfortable with, like spirituality and meditation. When I first met you, I was like, what the fuck is all this? You know, the self-help fluffy bullshit that I joke about in my, my tagline. But again, when we put ourselves, I mean, the, the tattoo on my arm, William T. White, that guy fucking told me when I was 17 years old, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. And as I've continued to associate and have strong people in my life and not always be the smartest person in the room, that's where I've found the ability to find that simplicity, 
right? And 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 knowing that I'm I'm true to myself, um, I keep a, a great group of people around me. I have a definitive why of why I'm here. Um, I'm grateful. I live in a in a state of gratitude, like you said before. That is such a, such an important facet of life. Like if we're constantly looking at what we don't have and constantly looking at what's wrong, we're going to continue to get that. And that's the thing we want to stress to you guys tonight is like, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. And Scott and I are sitting here as 50 plus year old men and, 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 and have been through so many different things in our life that we're here to share that with you, that when you get simple and you get intentional and you get honest and you go through that hard shit and you, and you do what you love to do and you don't ignore that, you don't put it away. You don't say that oh, that's for other stuff. And you get serious about doing that and you apply your best and you get the best people in your life it's pretty incredible what can happen in a short amount of time, right? Scott, I mean, you've been coaching people. When you think about all the people you coached, what have been some of those common denominators that shifted for them in order to become that success? It's always subconscious mind. I mean, it's always a, you know, guy brought up earlier in one of the comments, he was talking about reframing. It's usually a reprogramming and unlearning and reframing. So it's, you know, I used to say, this person sucks because they're doing blank. And I'm like, could we reframe that? And then they reframe it like, Oh, that was easy. And then the reprogram of the subconscious mind, it's the meditation and mindfulness techniques, breath work. But once you start not having arguments with your subconscious mind, your whole world changes. And it's that simple because right now I'm sitting here and I'm going to use an old Scott example. 16 year old Scott might be going, how are you going to do that? You're a troublemaker. You're, you're, you know, you're always screwing up. You know, you're, how can you do that? And in one part of my brain, I'm going, you're a really smart kid. This is going to be easy. But that's the 10% conscious mind. And then I'm going to sleep at night. I'm getting in this barrage of who the hell do you think you are? And yeah. it's literally my mom, my dad, like, you know, not people like intentionally. It's somebody just saying, they're just looking at me going, how are you going to do that? And so I'm hearing it back to me. Meanwhile, I know the real me goes, I can do anything. But until you really validate it and understand it by reprogramming and reframing, you're going to have a struggle. And so usually people are breaking down patterns, an old pattern or belief, or they're removing that total future bullshit of as soon as I, and once they come yeah. to present moment and they start the reframing, my favorite thing, and you know, I do this is the first four weeks, the L O V E they're right. literally meditations in theta reprogramming the subconscious mind. So if people do that and you've got to get people to do it, the self discipline to do what I'm asking them to do, they end up in a space where there's a shift and they're like, something happened. I don't even want you to define it. Did something happen? Do you want more of that something? Then stick with it. And once they keep making those shifts, then they notice a difference. And then they notice this, because you asked this question earlier. For me to that person I want to become seems really far. Suddenly they go, that's not that far. I just covered more ground than I thought it would. And I didn't even know what I did. Exactly. So intentionally. And that's the trick right there is, is covering ground quickly and realizing it's not as far as you thought. It's true. It's true. I love that. I I, I love what uh, Usman says here. Life is not easy, but it is simple. And that is Hell so yeah. true. I mean, it is, it, it, it's really true. Is And Guy says here as well, he goes, one of my biggest breakthrough, breakthroughs was in becoming aware of my detrimental, of how detrimental my having to be right was against yes. my life. Overcoming that was a new release in life. Guy, that is, we could do Huge. a whole show on that. Huge. A whole that's show a great, on that. Yes, we should. Oh, that's, I mean, that's many of us, but our whole life we were programmed. Well, who's the smartest kid in the room? Who's the strongest? Who's the best? It's yep. not even just right. It's the best. It's, mm -hmm. I have to be right. I have to be the best. I have to be the quickest. I have to be, I still remember a kid who beat me in a race. I just saw him on Facebook and I was like, first thing I thought was, Ugh. and I had an anger inside me because he beat me in a race two years in a row in middle school. He was the fastest kid, but he was a year older and I was mad at him. I'm still <laughs> mad at him. 
<laughs> you know how stupid that is? Meanwhile, oh, he's like funny. really out of shape right now. Should have said this race now. But that's the brain. I got to be right. I got to be fast. I got to jump the highest. It's like, stop it. Just enjoy the moment. Yes, yes. That, that's funny. Mark uh, Mark was on my show on Tuesday night, and he was talking about the fact that um, somebody in his childhood or something like, whooped his ass, and he's like, I still look for that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I go down like, the mall. Like, if I see him in Chess King, I'm going to get uh, him. Uh, I realized I realized long ago, I used to think about like, oh, if I ever see James Vidmar, I'm going to fucking wrap him into a pretzel. I'm like, James is a fucking kid. He was doing what his big brother was telling him to do. He was doing, he was trying to make his dad impressed that he was a tough kid. It wasn't his fault. It was just the conditioning and the processes and the situations that he went through. And the God's honest truth, I think we could put a bow on the show tonight is that neither one of us would be who we are today without all of those challenges and all of those experiences. Like people ask me like, what would you go back and change about your life? I'm like, I wouldn't change anything. Would I want to repeat anything? No, but the lessons I've learned because I've chose chosen to grow from both of us have chosen to sit there and stop in that moment and like you said stop okay i've got everything i'm not happy what's going on what can i do to change it taking that responsibility the word that we don't want to do any much anymore because we want to blame everybody oh it's my parents fault it's this fault it's like, when you guys do that you take away your strength power. you take away your power you just give it away yeah you just give it away again you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind that's i mean it's now permanently indelled in, in my my arm um yes uh so i mean i think that's important also as well just want to remind you guys go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com always take us with you in podcast form uh scott and i were having a blast doing these solo shows uh so we're going to continue to that for the foreseeable future so let us know go to no no go to uh unfilteredexperience.com join the facebook community let us know what shows and what subjects you would like us to do because we're having a good time doing this i was just thinking about the fact when you were just talking scott we could do something on imposter syndrome right oh, i mean that's yeah, a sure. whole show in and of itself i've done it on the raw and scripted show a few times but it'd be great to get your experience on that because we do we have that imposter syndrome and i think that's what it was for me was when i when i when i got authentic i also realized i was not an imposter that i deserved the accolades and sometimes i still have to struggle with that you know people are like chris you deserve that um because sometimes i'd be still belittle myself i'm like oh yeah i'm, I'm all right i'm like this but then i say something to people and they're just like oh my god that was the most that was the fucking most brilliant thing ever said and i'm like oh, i say that every day like 100 times a day it's to me it doesn't make any difference anymore but uh um guy says here he goes have you read the spectrum of consciousness aligns with this whole conversation it's deep reading but powerful as well i have not have you no i have not i i should i like it yeah i like so the, the spectrum name. Spectrum of consciousness. I'm reading a book, right? Actually, I'm listening to a book right now called The uh, Comfort Crisis. Really, really, really good book talking about how we're always wanting to stay comfortable. And the fact sure. that the, based on this conversation, like, again, when you get uncomfortable, and that's what we're prescribing you guys every single week, there's 52 weeks in a year, you take, you get uncomfortable once a week once a week get something just make it a point make it a make it a fun thing get out of your comfort zone. And as you start to do that, you realize, hey, that wasn't so bad. Oh my God, that was actually kind of fun. I mean, how many times have we done something and thought, oh, that's going to be stupid? They're like, oh, this is kind of actually really cool. Have that sense of adventure, guys. Have that sense of curiosity, um, and uh, and always make sure that you join us with uh, and with us. We I put the the uh, for you guys watching live. We put the uh, podcast up here, so we're on Apple, we're on iTunes, or we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on everywhere else. We'd love for you to take us with you. Um, do that. Let us know who it is that we can. Um, we can do to help you guys yes comfort crisis is a great book it's i'm digging the hell out of it um so yes and then we'll be back here next week friday night 5 p.m pacific standard time any final words and thoughts mr scott before we sign off sounds good man just uh join the journey put in the present moment i'm gonna go see what my refrigerator has in there because i went to whole foods this week twice so there's something in there it's gonna be ready for me
Nice. Nice. <laughs> Enjoy those moments, brother. I love you and I appreciate you. We'll be back here next week and uh, I hope you feel better, man. I'm going to do it. I love Let's you guys. Guy, thanks for coming. Ooze, thanks for coming. Guy. Nelly, all you beautiful humans. Love you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. Go out there and be unfiltered and be uh, be amazing. I like that. Please. I like that.